What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode. This is episode eight of the Real Motivations Podcast. I am James here with... What's up, everybody? I'm Joseph. And guys, today we have an awesome video, an awesome topic to go over with you guys. Before we get into that, Happy New Year it is officially 2021. And we are super excited to kick off this year with this uh, topic about what sports has done to our lives personally, um, the impact that has made um, both Joseph and I have, uh, you know, done a lot with sports growing up, um, you know, doing multiple things in that. So that's exactly what we're going to be going over uh, in this episode with you guys. But before that, Joseph, how was your uh, New Year? Um, well, my New Year was really great. You know, I spent it with my family. We stayed up yeah. till 12 and we saw the countdown there on YouTube. You know, this year it was a little different. Usually people might watch the broadcast from, <clears throat> excuse me, might watch the broadcast from New York. But this time it was kind of weird, you know, uh, there was, uh, we saw it from like a channel called Un Univision. And okay. you know the ball, the ball didn't drop this time, so it was just like a countdown on the like a building, but it was still yeah. pretty cool, you know. We celebrated normally like every year, just us and hugged, and we stayed up till 4 a.m. You know, <laughs> that's, that's how it goes, right? You know, yeah, just kind of how it goes. The party doesn't stop, and then uh, you know you just keep going. So uh, for me, for personally, I I actually went to bed a little early. It was about uh, two two thirty that I actually went to bed. Um, but we had a few people over, just enjoying each other's company. Um, you know, honestly, it was a kind of a funny story here. Uh, we were watching the countdown as well. Uh, we wanted to see the ball drop, and uh, you know, we were actually uh, like a minute or two behind on that screen. So it's like twelve o'clock on the time here. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't showing the countdown correctly on the wow. you know screen there. So it was kind of like weird but it was just like ah yeah you know happy new year it's, it's midnight so uh you <laughs> you're know, like are we in the matrix or something <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> so it's, uh but yeah it, it was it was great man i'm super pumped for 2021 um, brand new year brand new uh fresh start so um it's yeah. funny you mentioned uh, that because i saw there's this video going around from seattle that you know the broadcast that people mm -hmm. saw you know the countdown it the video yeah. showed fireworks going on all over the space needle but there's a person that's recording okay. from their view they could see the tv and the space needle and you know what's showing on uh -huh. the tv is not what's going on in the space you know like there's no fireworks going on so like huh. they're like are we watching like visual effects or is this a recording from last year or years prior you know it was so interesting yeah that, that's so it must have been not just me, but probably other people were kind of yeah. experiencing the same thing, kind of like yeah, yeah. lag. Just because I feel like a lot of people, since they didn't have like big parties or you know the big thing in New York, there it was like everybody's watching on their TV, you know. So that might have played an impact as far as like you know things being kind of laggy. So, um, but you know, we again, it is definitely the new year. It's definitely 2021, and we're uh, super excited to uh, you know get rid of 2020 and you know fresh yeah. start. Like I said, so. Um, but yeah, let's get into today's topic, man. Uh, you know, impact that sports have had on our lives personally. Um, so, you know, how big of an impact was sports for you growing up? Uh, tell the people, hey, what did you do uh, sports-wise? What kind of sports did you do? Yeah, I was a two, you know, three-sport athlete. I played football. Oh, wow. I played the position of cornerback. And I ran track and field as a long-distance runner running the events of the mile the two mile and the 800 meter dash occasionally i would run the four by ten or the four by four you know with the baton um yeah. and i ran cross country so oh, mostly wow. a okay. runner and yeah, no, that's 
Yeah, yeah, it was so much fun. That's why I'm excited, you know, for this topic because um, for me growing up, man, I was actually a pretty nerdy kid. You know, I was skinny. <laughs> I actually had no sports, no interest in sports at all um, growing That's up, interesting, up until middle school. Yeah, um, you know, I played football, as I mentioned, and my opinion on American football before entering high school was that it was a you know brutal sport that i never really understood how people were into it you know it's like yeah. people are tackling it like so barbaric you know mm-hmm. yeah um you know for me sports growing up dude was like an essential thing um we were definitely a hockey family uh you know being up here in michigan and uh you know we used to watch the red wings all the time and uh you know i know if i'm not doing that great right now uh, <laughs> i just look i'm just a up, I just looked up the standings and uh, we're actually dead last. So, yeah. Um, it's a cycle, you know, man. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's a rebuilding stage here in Detroit for sports. Um, you know, uh, I know a lot of people say they're always rebuilding, um, but specifically <laughs> with, with, with Detroit, they're definitely rebuilding. Tigers are always rebuilding, but then the Lions, always. It always seems yeah. to be a rebuild. Um, Ever since you know, that 0 and 16 season, right? That's so historic. Yeah. It, right. Exactly. The, you know, there's what two other teams that have been 0 and 16, correct? And yeah, the Browns. Will always be the first. Yeah, yeah, the Lions were the first. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember seeing that yeah, um, so we'll in the be... Madden football game, like as backs. You know, I said, the, the, you know, 2000, well, 2008, right? 2009. You know, uh, yeah, Detroit yeah. Lions were the first to make 0 and 16 team, and they showed a fan with a paper bag. You know, like. Yep. Yeah. It's iconic, man. That, that's something that a lot of people remember. And, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, I, I guess that I carry with me being a, being a Lions fan. Like, yep, yeah, uh, that's my team going 0-16, you know. But, uh, you know, there has to be a team that does that, too. That's pretty important, you know. Um, you know, that goes down, you know, not in good history, but it's still history nonetheless. Yes. And uh, it really shows, like, hey, yep, it, it can happen. So, and it's just unfortunate that it kind of happened to my team there. But uh, we got over it and we're, uh, you know, doing whatever it is that the Lions do. Uh, hopefully we can turn things around. Um, you know, me personally, I think it just goes down to management for them. And, it always uh, does. You know, I, I think it's been like that for, yeah, it's ownership, management, and uh, we just have I mean, to fix that. Just and, ask uh, we'll the Cleveland Browns. in the right direction. Yeah. Exactly. They're doing, they, they did great. You know, they, they turned things around and they've actually had a pr- great season, you know, compared to the, you know, ones they've had previously. So, right. um, you know, you can always change things around. It's just a mindset, really. So, um, so let's go. But, yeah, well, me, what's girl, the impact, man? You know, let's hear that impact on you. Yeah, for, yeah exactly, man. Uh, like I said, hockey family, that was like one of the sports that I was super excited to start with. Uh, before I actually played, I played two years of hockey. I was a left wing. Um, honestly, I wasn't very good. I really didn't understand the concept. But if I had a little bit more time, I think I would have, you know, gathered a little bit more and would have done more with it. Um, but my biggest sport growing up was basketball. I played um, a lot of years of neighborhood club, which was like just your neighborhood kids coming together, making a yeah. team, getting a yeah. league together, and just going at it. You know, um, you know, super easy sport to get into too. Um, not very expensive. All you need is shorts, t-shirt, and shoes. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, it, it definitely helped me. The impact. That had on me was teamwork, uh, understanding that you are a team, you're not alone in this. Um, you know, a lot of people want to, um, you know, do their own thing and not have to worry about anybody else, but you know, you need people around you to uh, really succeed, in my opinion. Um, so, basketball, that was my biggest thing, but I also played, you know, like I said, I played uh, uh, hockey and uh, I also played football for a little bit. Um, wasn't oh. very interested in that either. Um, I definitely 
did that just for a little bit. I wanted to see, um, you know, where it would go, but, uh, sure. you know, looking, you know, I'm very, I'm very skinny, man. And I could never yeah. build up the muscle mass that, uh, you know, I needed to, to, uh, really be good at football. So, um, but all sports, man, all three so of those. Are what position were you playing on, on, um, basketball and football? So basketball, I was a forward, um, you know, I'm very, uh, I'm not the tallest kid, but I'm very uh, skinny and I'm athletic. So I could definitely move up and down that court and, uh, you know, be a, be a playmaker in a sense, you know, I'll awesome. give the ball off to whoever that needs, uh, you know, needs it. But I can also be the guy that goes up and gets layups. Um, you know, I was pretty decent at defense. Like I said, I'm not very tall. I'm about, um, you know, at the time I was probably like five, seven, five, eight. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe even a little bit shorter than that. Um, you know, I, I don't really have an accurate number on that. But, uh, you know, uh, I grew up to be about six foot. So that'll give you guys a you know nice range there. Awesome. Uh, definitely basketball was not in the uh, cards for me as far as, uh, you know, taking it further. Um, but, you know, I enjoyed my time there and it definitely, uh, you know, made the impact as in like, you know, working together as a team and getting to know people as well. And what about football? So football uh, receive, wide receiver, wide receiver. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah. yeah that, everybody that always of, starts yeah, off at that one, right? Everybody wants to play wide receiver. Yeah. Like I said, slanky, you know, skinny kid can move, you know, naturally athletic. I can, I can run, I can jump, you know, all, all that stuff. So but, uh, how many years for me did you play those? Go, how many years uh, did you so play? Played, you know? So, so for hockey, like I said, I played about two years, um, you know, and then, that got a little too expensive and I really didn't, you know, gather it fully. I just really started late uh, being a hockey player. All You see all these hockey players, they start really young, um, you know, as young as like maybe two or three. Um, and uh, I started really late. I was about uh, nine, ten years old. Those were my two years that I played. So I haven't played that previously. So it was kind of like a new thing for me. I'm like, hey, you know, really starting late. Um, and then with football, I only played for about roughly a year. Um, you know, I definitely didn't see myself doing that. And then basketball was the, uh, you know, um, largest. It was, uh, I believe I was like seven, eight years mm-hmm. old when I started that. Mm-hmm. And I played um, about five, six years. Did you ever go to any, you know, sporting events growing up? Oh, of course, You know, man. From, from the hockey games or, you know, see a couple um, basketball games or football I, I, games? I actually really have a cool story for you guys. So yeah, when I played here. hockey... Uh, I actually got to play at Joe Louis Arena, which no longer exists. Wow. Um, I got to play a game on there, and, uh, you know, that was really cool for me to experience. I got to go, um, you know, in the locker rooms, check it all out. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was a really cool experience for me, especially since that arena is not around anymore. I, you have a photo of that? Like when you, you have a photo you paint or in there? Um, I, don't, I don't believe I do. I don't believe I do. Um, okay. It's just one of those things that, are, you know, I get to that, keep as a yeah. memory in my head. Yeah, yeah. You know? So epic, man. I, Honestly, that, you know, makes it, you know, that more, more special, you know? Yeah, so, I agree. Um, you know, that was really cool. My sister even played hockey as well, and I got to go uh, to East Lansing to go play uh, or go watch her play on uh, the Spartan Arena as well. Wow. Um, so, so that was really cool. Like I said, we were a hockey family, man. Being up here in Michigan, it was just like, yeah, hockey, hockey's the go-to, you know? Um, yeah. Especially in the, you know, early 2000s like that. I was like six, seven years old when, uh, you know, Detroit – Won the Stanley Cup in 01, I believe, uh-huh. and uh, that was that was really cool. It was just a big, huge, huge time for uh, you know hockey during that time. And you know, years later, they won a couple more Stanley Cups. And uh, you know, like I said, right now they're in a rebuilding stage, and uh, hopefully we can get back there. Very awesome, man. And um, how about some of those big lessons? You know, do you have a moment in there where you were just like 
maybe down in the dumps and then like you know you overcome you know or some yeah. some some athlete start maybe you scored you know the winning point or something like that naturally you get overwhelmed when you're not playing well okay. especially growing up as a kid you know mm-hmm. it's uh you want to play well when you're not playing well you get frustrated because you still don't understand the concept um you know yeah. and that even i'm not saying like young young i'm saying like even in high school when i was playing football like i didn't go at it the way that i should have as a team oriented you know game oh, I, get what I, you're I definitely saying. it was I definitely, i mentality Exactly, because I'm like, I want to do this, especially in high school, man. You're just like, me, me, me. It's just how it is. Totally. And I saw that, you know, when I was, um, you know, doing that, like, I didn't feel like I was a part of that team there because it was just my own thought process, it was my own, you know, how I'm right. thinking about going about this. And uh, I could see everybody else around me like, no, James, go, you know, ha- you know, hang out with us, have fun with us, get, get to know us as a team. And especially with football, man, it's definitely a team-oriented sport. You're like family, you know. Those are your brothers out there that you're playing with. Oh, heck and I just didn't, I just didn't have that. And I think that's the lesson to take away from it is, you know, you have to understand like it is a team thing. It's these people aren't here to, you know, harass you or get on your ass because they just want to. It's they're they're getting on your ass because they actually care and they see that you you want to do this and they want to see the best out of you. Yeah, and I think it's so awesome how even at that age some people could grasp that concept of teamwork early on and mm-hmm. you know that's one of my favorite memories is the brotherhood aspect that you get away from it you know it's like we're all in this together mm-hmm. and i remember you know holding hands with everybody else in the gym when we would do our our prayer before the start of a game and that's mm-hmm. something that was you know pretty special to me because a lot of us you know when I played football, it was it was my first year, and for a lot of people, it was their first year. I played my sophomore year, okay. and a lot of us. I remember, you know, you could look around the room, you could kind of see who has played and who hasn't, right? Right. Exactly. And I could see there was a lot of fresh faces there, and I remember that football, you know, brought us all together and believed in something, and this is really mm-hmm. special. And, you know, the, the funny thing for me is, like I mentioned earlier, I played basketball, right? And I understood the team aspect of that. And then I don't know what happened, man. It kind of just got away from me when I went and entered, uh, you know, high school and, you know, trying out for football, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of weird how, you know, as a kid, you have these, you know, things already planted in your head and how easily you can forget that. But, you know, instances like that, you know, you definitely learn um, to, or you learn to, um, you know, realize that, hey, you know, I need to get back to the way that I used to think because yeah. that's the right way to think. Um, you know, like like we're doing right now, man. This is a team effort. This podcast with you and right. me doing it, it's a team effort. And I, you know, I definitely learned from that experience back in high school. And I've kind of carried that over into, you know, my adulthood here and uh, understanding like, yeah, there's, our, there, there's people out there that I'm going to be working with. And, you know, I have to remember, hey, this is a team thing. We're in it together. And if anybody has an issue, we talk it out and, uh, you know, get to know each other a lot better and uh, just be on the same page. Awesome, man. Heck so, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So my, my question to you is like the same thing, man. Like what um, what impact did it really have on you? Did you, you know, have that kind of feeling too? Was it, you know, you, did you lack the team aspect uh-huh. of it, the team mentality of it? Or was it kind of always there for you? Yeah, let's let's take a look. Um, for me, I would say that I went into it knowing I wanted that team aspect of it. Okay, and cool. I know that I would not be the person I am today if it wasn't for sports. To yeah, sum it definitely. all up, you know, my personality, my mindset, 
and my work ethic would not be the same. So, mm-hmm. you know, I first got into sports by running. It was in middle school. Okay. And like I said, I was a nerdy kid, man. I didn't, I never had any dreams or any goals related to athle- ath- athletic performance, right? I, w- I always thought I was yeah. just going to be hitting the books and everything. And, you know, I remember that spark started to shine when I was in middle school. And it was on Thursdays when I began to see the spark because every Thursday for PE, we would do what, you know, mostly every kid dreads the mile, mm-hmm. right? You got to run oh, the mile, boy. you know? Yeah. And I remember running it in seventh and eighth grade. That Those are the years that I would have middle school. I know it's a little different depending on where you are, mm-hmm. but I would run in seventh and eighth. And I remember I would always come in second place. And I never had any training and it, I was like, you you know, skinny and maybe yep. that's why, right? Maybe that's why I would, um, you know, come in second, right? And the yeah. first guy, the guy that would come in first, his name was Juan and I always wanted to beat him. I always wanted to beat this guy and you know, he would beat me by 30 seconds or something like that. At oh, that wow. time, I was running a six, 620 something uh, mile. I remember that number because it was written on the board. We, the, our code, our teachers write it on the board. Yeah. And... I remember running the mile one time and you know I was in second as always and I remember an older cousin of mine him telling me like wow you're in second I didn't know you were that fast and I'll never forget that because it hit me like wow I always envision myself as this you know like like I said a nerdy kid but now I'm I guess I am an athlete you know I can do this and I'm only doing this for my own natural ability I, I don't train on the weekdays I don't eat well right i'm just this is just me you know i'm from pizza and milk that they serve us during lunch and you know that spark started there and it traveled all the way up to high school to where i in freshman year i decided you know what i'm going to do track and field but at that point i didn't know if it was going to be sprinting long distance or what it was going to be you know so you might guess what i went with first i actually did sprinting first (laughs) you know know, you know, that kind of, I bet, helped you in the football field. It did. It, yeah. At least into the aspect of being involved in the sport world, I would say. You know, because it involves a lot of things that people probably don't even think about. It's like, you got to be dedicated to show up every single day. You got to yeah. get accustomed to working with, you know, different people. Right. You got to get accustomed to learning something new and sucking at it at first. And track and field for me really was a good step forward to that because mm-hmm. um, I, I realized I didn't like sprinting at all. I went one day or something and I said, let me try long distance. And, you know, long distance was, was where it was at. So when when football came, it was the sophomore season of high school. And I was at a point in my life where I wanted to be somebody. I remember that kind of just going in there. I was... I want to be somebody that I am not right now. And that involved doing something I had never done before, right? And it, it was um, football yeah, at that was point. That? It was yeah. playing the football, a sport that I never in a million years would think that I would join because like we said before, we're skinny, you know, over there, you got you to gotta be strong, we, you know, we, to survive we, all we that, can, right? We can move, man. You know, we, you know, yeah. we, 
us being skinny, we don't have to carry a lot of weight around. And, you know, that kind of carries <laughs> over into sports. That's huge in sports. You don't want to be this big, lunky dude going down yeah. the, uh, you know, field or court. You know, you're not going to be able to keep up. Um, but that's not to say that, you know, bigger people can't play sports. You know, there's a place for every, every yeah. you know, size person to, uh, you know, be involved in sports. And every position needs, you know, that different requirement, like weight for linemen. You know, you got to be a big exactly. guy. So, um, yeah, that, that's where I was at that point in my life. So when I ended up joining football and, you know, we finished the season and you, I ended up learning a lot of, you know, um, you know, the techniques and learning the plays and, you know, the coach would also instill this really growth mindset. That was my first um, instance of learning what that growth mindset is. You know, I remember these, um, I'll give you an example of what he would say. It's like, in order for you to be, um, extraordinary you got to be great at what's ordinary or you know other phrases like if you're on time you're late if you're early you're on time you know and i've taken that mindset to work to college where i i can't be showing up at you know three o'clock i need to be at 250 to class you mm -hmm. know, early yeah no and, of course you know in the weight room too you know you you can't just be doing minimal effort you got to be doing more effort for you to grow you got it it was like you got to be first one and last one to leave i remember that everybody was doing that it teaches you dedication man um you know that that was another thing that you know makes a huge impact because that dedication will carry over into you know the working field you know we're oh, yeah. all we're now and we're not you know being active in sports anymore but that's that same discipline carries over into your job you know if you have yeah. a job that you need to be at at 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock you're not going to get there right at 9 you're going to get there 10 minutes before and make sure that you're there and set and ready to go some people right. even get there an hour beforehand sure, half hour yeah. before. like i always get to places early whether it's working or whether it's just hanging out you know it's just that, that simple dedication that i have to make sure that i'm at a place it's where I need where I want to be before the actual time is there because if I feel like that I'm under the gun I just like get that eh, you know yeah. tense like, I just be there already to make sure that I'm actually there so I definitely right. uh, you know hear you when you're, you're you're saying definitely be there early and um you know an another thing that I wanted to ask you is this like um did anybody when you were doing sports in high school was there anybody like a coach or a teacher or whatever did they push you towards this or, um, you know, was there anybody that really, like, helped you out during this time that, you know, anybody that you can remember? Yeah. Oh, man. I got a funny story about that. It's, yeah. you know, it was, uh, to answer your question, it was, you know, coaches, uh, other sure. friends that were players, you know, that yeah, also helped me. So, I remember we were, we were playing um, seven on seven. And for those that don't know what that is, it's basically, <laughs> you know, um, uh, seven players are lined up in offense and other seven are lined up in defense. You know, it's bare bones football, you know? no pads, just the football and you got to catch it and, you know, you run your plays. So I remember going up there and this is again, I only played one season, you know, I, this is early into start of the season, you know, you're in training camp basically. And I remember going up there and then coach says, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't even know what the play is. You know, I don't even understand it. And I was like, well, we've been running slants before. So I think, you know, this is a slant and I'm lined up on, on the far right. I think I was like a Z. So I got the tight end on okay. the left and yep. the tight end, his name was Michael Gibbs. And a shout out to that guy because I think he knew that I didn't know the play, right? And <laughs> he looks at me and he tells me, do you know what route you're going to run? 
And I'm like, Mike, I don't know, man. Is it slants? Like, no, man. Yeah, I don't fucking know. And he's like, he, he, you know, I, I forgot what route it really was, but he told me, you know, what the route was. And I ended up running it, and it was fine. And you never forget that kind of stuff because it really, you know, helped you out a lot. For and sure. I also remember, you know, in terms of coaches, it wasn't at me directly, but it was what they would yell at us, right? Coaches always yelling, especially football coaches. It That's was half like, their job, right? Yeah, it's half their job. It was like, um, you know, don't wait for somebody to make a play. You make a play. But now as I'm talking, I actually do remember something because I did try out for fo- football all of the uh, subsequent years, you know, like in junior year and senior. Uh, yeah. There's just some things that happened where I didn't end up joining. But, you know, my sophomore year, uh, I remember we were practicing running the slant route. And I sucked, Ooh. man. I sucked so bad. I was basically doing it like a... You know, it was a curved slant instead of being, you know, straight, <laughs> slick, you know, razor sharp thing. Right. And I remember um, the coach made me run a lap, you know, he in front of everybody, man. It was one of the most embarrassing moments ever. Like, he's like, oh, my God, goddamn, number 88. You know, he's like, run that thing right. And then he's like, go take a lap. And I remember just thinking, <laughs> man, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, what am I doing here as I was running that lap? Once I came back into the lineup, I guess I ran it a little bit better so he didn't yell at me. But that was my first year, like I said, right? I was very raw at the sport. I didn't know yeah. a lot of the concepts. I didn't even play Madden, you know? So it was a lot of learning. But I remember coming back my, I think it was my senior year. I, I really wanted to play football again. And we're again in the same type of uh, space. It was, um, you know, tr- uh, the training camp part, you know, you're practicing running routes. And I remember that day, it was awesome. I'll never forget it. I just had a really perfect day, you know, as perfect as it could be. I got called right. Larry Fitzgerald, you know. I got <laughs> called Larry Fitzgerald, you know, through my catches. That's a big day, man. Yeah, That's yeah, it's big. big. And so confidence, man. Yeah, confidence was up high. and high. And, yeah. you know, you know how when we're practicing, you, you line up in a line and uh, the uh, quarterback there, whoever's playing, throws you the ball and you're playing catches. And I remember there was a lot of drops from players that day, you know. And maybe it was freshmen and sophomores. And I remember the same coach who yelled at me. You know, he didn't remember who I was or how I looked like because <laughs> you got your helmet, right? And right. He, he said, all right, everybody, you know, I was like, God damn it, everybody's dropping balls. Take a look how this guy catches it. You know, this is how it should be done. And it was me. He, <laughs> you know, it was me who was, nice. who he said to set up the example. And I remember uh, I was, I was getting nervous because, you know, now yeah, all eyes are on you. You know, high pressure, high pressure. Yeah, you know? and, and like I have to execute. Yeah, now I gotta catch the ball for real. You know, I'm like, <laughs> God damn it! Fortunately, I don't have another drop pass. But what's interesting is from that moment on, you know, I had uh, the player behind me ask me, "Hey, why do you always um, rub your hands on your shorts before you go catch the ball?" You know, I was like, "Oh, it's just to you know make sure my hands are dry and not slippery." He's like, oh, "Okay, that makes sense." And I remember <laughs> other others of them asking me like, you know, what route is this or how do I do this? And it was the beginning of that mentorship type of role that I awesome, continued man. to be in throughout parts of my life. And you never forget that practice because it was just so amazing. You know, it was you went from being basically, you know, le- knowing nothing of the sport to now being the example. Yeah, and it only takes a couple of years, man. You, you said you went out in sophomore year, and then a few things happened, and uh, you know you wanted to get back into it your senior year, and now you're you know that person that everybody's looking to to you know know what know what's going on in the field. And I can attest to that too, man. Like I don't know the playbook 
like <laughs> I don't know any of this stuff. So I'm like trying to line up, trying to do this, trying to do that, making sure I'm not messing up. And uh, you know, in those situations, you don't want to mess up because you're gonna look like the fool on the field, you know. And um, yeah, you know, that's that's where your character really comes into play too. You know, you said you wanted to quit, and uh, you know, you didn't. Yeah. You kept with it, and yeah. uh, you know, good thing that you did because now you have an inspiring story to tell people. You didn't know something sophomore year, you went back senior year, and now you're the example. So, um, but you told me this: a few things happened your junior senior year that you didn't end up joining. Correct? Yeah, that's right. What What were those things? Were those things so bad that you really just didn't, you know, want to, or you couldn't? And if so, like if you did go out both those years and made the team both years. Would that have changed your, you know, outlook on life or, you know, where you would be right now? Um, perhaps, you know, it's a really interesting question and I have given it some thought before. So one of the reasons why I didn't join following my junior year is that, well, two reasons. For one, that means you're entering varsity, right? And I felt I was too, I didn't know enough of the game to join because that's a really high competitive level compared to junior varsity, right? Yeah. I, I was a bit afraid, man. I was looking at, you know, these players that we were like, these guys are, you know, like six foot tall. These guys are big, man. I don't think I could yeah. handle. So they, I was a bit scared, they're, you know? Their shoulders are the size of our heads. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, these guys are no, big, I man. That. I don't want to get right. a concussion. And there was a couple concussions in that season that I played. So I knew it was yeah. for real. That was one reason. And two, I had missed a, um, I had missed the, the summer, you know, workouts and practice. Okay. And um, because I had gotten a job with one of my uncles, so I didn't go to all that. And mm. I remember even talking to some players, telling them, hey, I wish I could play, you know, but I didn't go to any of that. And, in, you know, I remember them telling me, no, join, you know, like, I'm pretty sure the coach will still let you. And part of me kind of did, but at the same yeah. time, I didn't want to because I didn't get into that training. And like I said, I missed out on that training and I felt I was going to be so far behind and it was going to yeah. be so hard for me to catch up. So you chose a better route. You chose like, hey, I'm not going to be ready for this. I'm not going to put myself in a situation to basically set yourself up for failure. You know, you don't want to do that. Um, you know, so that was a good thing on you. you. You knew that you weren't going to be at your best. And, uh, you know, maybe if you had uh, not gotten that job with your uncle and you would have went to those summer camps, you would have joined the team. And, you know, who knows where you would be right now, man. Yeah, um, who knows, you know, man. Those, those things definitely happen for a reason. You were supposed to get that job with your uncle and, uh, you know, you're here right now and you're enjoying your life. You're, you're um, not letting that missed opportunity define who you are. And I think that's a huge thing in sports, you know. Oh. There's certain moments in sports that you can shine in, okay. You could win the scoring basket, score, or, um, or you, you could you could win the game, game-winning point in basketball, get the last basket. You could get the, you know, touchdown to win the game. You could score the last goal in hockey or soccer or whatever. Um, you know, and those, those things can define you, um, you know, or, you know, you have certain bad things in sports that could define you as well. And that would be, let's say you did quit, right? Or let's say you did keep dropping the passes and the coach was calling you out. Like those things can definitely make you quit, especially with football, man. Um, you know, there's a high pressure, you know, sport to, uh, you know, excel in because, you know, it can lead to incredible things because all these NFL players, man, they get millions and millions of dollars, Right. you know, especially when they're playing at a, you know, I think the least amount somebody gets is like what, uh, so, five, 500,000, so something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Even practice squad members make a quarter of a million dollars, man. Yeah, it's just like, it's, you know, you, you're... 
you grow up playing the sport your entire life, right? And you have an opportunity to, you know, really make it or you don't. Um, you know, so I think there's a fine line. You have to figure out, okay, am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Or um, am I going to, you know, veer off into something else? So you definitely have to set yourself, you know, up for, okay, what if this doesn't work out? What if I don't make it to the NFL or NHL or, right. you know, whatever? You have to have a plan. And yeah. you have a plan, man. You had, you know, the opportunities, you know, your way. And you, you know, decided, hey, football is just not going to be in the cards later. And, you know, you just found a different route in your life. And, you know, God's guiding you in a certain way, dude. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because um, that senior year, I ended up joining the cross-country team in its first ever season that, in oh, the wow. first season that yeah. it got formed, right? Okay. So I felt very lucky and, and blessed to be part of that team and I shined there way more than I knew I would have in um, football and that was the reasons why I didn't end up joining football mm-hmm. my senior year I remember being in conflicts with my friends from football and um, cross uh, cross country and track and field right yeah. I remember them asking me what are you gonna do and I remember like sorry guys I need to join football like I need one more uh, <laughs> one more season there you know yeah and then my coach was like, no, you got to join cross country, you know, like I need you and I know this is where you shine. And, you know, looking back at it, I wanted it, you know, just for the, the shine, you know, you get to wear that jersey, you get to look course, cool, man. whatever. And yep. to sum it all up, I ended up having one of my favorite um, cross country scenes that I still hold near and dear my heart. And, you know, I ended up getting what's our version of the MVP, you know, the Aztec Award is yeah. the MVP. And, you know, those memories that I made there, I wouldn't train them for anything. Like, that's, that's so awesome, talk to man. those people and cross country was the right choice for me at the time you didn't know it but man cross country woo, you feel like you were in the olympics you know for me yeah, at it, least. And, it's, yeah. it's cool you bring up cross country man because i um you know actually met up with a uh, you know a few buddies of mine that uh you know did cross country uh at the high school i was at um i was definitely a lot older than these guys i actually did uh you know wrestling with these guys and uh they all were cross country you know um, track guys and uh, you know that definitely helps that can even carry over into non-sports too like let's say you go out for the marathon right you know that sets you up you can do pretty well in marathons um, you know and you know I don't know if you ever done a marathon uh, my brother actually did one in Chicago um, I've done a half marathon yeah he he, uh, he did a marathon um, in Chicago a couple years ago and he's hasn't done sports in years man he i don't know how you know his workouts are or whatever yeah. but he trained his ass off for a year eating yeah that's what it takes going to the gym doing running running with his dogs okay that's what like, it takes doing everything just to do this marathon to prove to himself that he could do it he didn't have to do it he chose to do it and i think that's really cool that you know people can have the opportunity to just say like hey fuck it i'm gonna go and uh you know run a marathon Right. <laughs> That's actually um, my goal. You know, I want to run one. Dude, um, do it. This year, you know. You uh, you have that experience behind you. And, uh, you know, I see that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're still running, right? Yeah, I'm still running, man. I, you, yeah. you can never take that away from me. You know, <laughs> running is always going to be a sport that I love and mm-hmm. seek to do even when I'm stressed out. Like, it's a stress reliever. And I still yeah. feel that same, you know, adrenaline. Like back in the days, you know, back in oh, high wow, school when, really cool. when you would be running, I still get that same adrenaline and running right now. That competitiveness mm-hmm. is still there. It's not with other people, but more with myself. And uh, that's a very individual, you know, sport. You know, I know you're competing with other people, but I definitely feel like, hey, you're out there to beat your own time. 
you're out there to beat your yeah. old, old, old record. And, uh, yep. you know, it's very individualized, um, you know, and especially with uh, going, you know, into the Olympics as well. Like, that's very individual, too. Like I said, I know you're, you know, competing against other people. But at the end of the day, if you're improving on yourself, that, that's all that matters. It's, uh, you know, how you mentioned that you could take, you know, sports into your life. There was, uh, exactly. it's funny because in the yearbook, you know, usually they had this segment in my yearbook where they would interview students and, oh, cool. you know, get a quote from them, you know, like a live quote, right? Yeah. And I never got interviewed, so I don't know who put this in there, you know, but I feel like it was one of my buddies, you know, one of my buddy Diego, you know, Barber, mm -hmm. shout out to him. I hope he's doing good in L.A. And, you know, there's a, it says something about how could you, how could you connect like running with your daily life? And my answer to that, right? And I say with quotes because I don't remember saying this. It was, um, life is just like a distance race. No matter how beat you are, you just have to keep on running. Dude, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and what it's totally something they, I would say, you know? <laughs> yeah, I wonder where they got that, you know? Yeah. They're just like, yeah, this is something this guy would say. We're just yeah. Gonna wait. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I, I remember that quote. And I do think about it like in life. And... You know, it is life is a distance race. You know, you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta keep going at your pace, and you'll finish. It's not a sprint, definitely not. You'll have a hurdle in front of you, and you just gotta jump over that hurdle, and then jump over the next one, and the next one, because life is just gonna keep throwing yeah. you. Yeah. And one more thing, because you reminded me of this. It's a uh, another impact. You know, it. I was with uh, with sports. It introduced me to you know the. Uh, a different group of people that otherwise I wouldn't meet. You know how in high school they have those stereotypes, the jocks, you know, and um, right. nerds, whatever, you know. And, you know, it was my my jump into to that world, you know, I would say. And I say that because one of my good coaches is uh, Coach Flores, who now is actually um, like part of like some, in my town, one of the, like a political position, not mayor, but something oh, like nice. that. So he ended up doing really well for himself. And I remember being in his class, um, uh, history, and we were talking about something about like that, like how there's stereotypes. And he told me, but why are you making fun of jocks when you're a jock, right? And I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about? I'm not a jock, you know? And he's like, sure you are. Look at your shoes. And I was wearing Jordans, you know, with <laughs> those high Nike socks. That was so, uh, yeah, so uh, no, what do you call it? It was the style back in the day. And that he's was like, the style, man. That was the style. He's like, yeah, you're a jock. And I, I remember just saying, no, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, you, you know? And I was like, wow, like, I've become somebody I never thought I would, you know? It's like, man, I've transformed myself in a year, just like that, you know? Yeah, sometimes it just happens, man. You're very unaware, especially during that time of, like, you know, what am I transitioning into? Um, yeah. You know, for, for me, um, I'll, I'll do something really quick. Let's do it. Yeah, let's hear topic, it. But, um, you know, I, I always found myself, like, wanting to be, you know, involved in sports. Uh, but then, you know, throughout the years like from freshman to sophomore and really you know at sophomore year I turned into like more of a business oriented person I turned into this very creative person and uh, you know I was it was a good thing that I realized like hey this is the direction I want to go um, you know and it's definitely carried over into my you know adult years now being 25 and now you know running a automotive custom shop you know it, it's it's crazy how something so small like that um, you know if you realize it early on enough it's probably going to stay with you, you know, for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, but I never identified as like a jock. I was always like the guy with the leather jacket and the black and, 
you know, I hey, this guy's this guy's depressed. <laughs> Quotes, you know, yeah. like the emo, emo depressed guy, you know. But at the end of the day, like I was dealing with my own stuff and uh, you know, I, I was definitely um, you know, more I, I transitioned to more of an outgoing person, especially my senior year, you know. And do you um, think I, sports I, had something to do with that? Definitely did. It definitely put a lot of things in perspective for me, man. Um, you know, I knew that, hey, sports were great. I loved playing them growing up. It definitely taught me a lot of discipline, um, teamwork, and all that. Um, it's, I, would it define me as a person today? Um, not really. I just enjoy watching sports, and I enjoy, uh, you know, watching my teams here in uh, Detroit, awesome. Michigan. So, um, but I'm definitely more of a, you know, creative person. I definitely love seeing other people create works of art and, uh, you know, sports that is a you know a, a work of art you know right. you're running up and down that court shooting a basket that yeah. that basket you know flip and it looks beautiful too man, you know looks beautiful Same yeah you're amazed by it the cornerback throwing that spiral man that tight spiral that's a work of art in the air um it's all how you perceive things man it's a perspective on what is really truly you know artwork i and, mean uh, you know sports is that you could even say that you know these rules that a sport is confined to is what makes the sport beautiful like for example some of the best plays out there are when you know the receiver catches it you know just like the cardinals i think it was probably larry fitzgerald against steelers they catch it on the tips of their tippy toes you know like yeah there's like so close to just being us like a slight margin for error they catch it in the game winning seconds and you can say the fact that you have to catch it in this you know square rectangle you know <laughs> with your both feet touching Mm-hmm. is what makes the sport beautiful because you're combined and, to these restrictions and once you do it with those you know it's, it's, it's amazing there, there's a prime example of that man it was uh, uh what Steelers Cardinals you know they uh oh, I, I can't so. remember his names it was uh um Holmes I think right? Antonio Holmes yes Antonio Holmes. yeah what did he uh he snagged it man it was in that back corner on the right side of the yeah zone. yeah on the right side that's what I'm talking about yeah. that's beautiful man I mean yeah. I don't know how he got his feet in I really don't to this day how he got his feet in um but something like that is beautiful and that's yeah. something that you you know you remember I remember everybody can remember because yeah. it was just a significant moment in time and it's a piece of art you know there's pictures all over the world yeah of yeah that. <laughs> You know, and um, I hope I hope a lot of people had their camera out during that. You know. <laughs> so let's. Uh, I got a question for you. You know, let's. I don't know if you ever plan on having kids of your own someday, or you know, maybe you have nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Would you allow your, you know, let's say kids or nieces and nephews join sports? It's an essential to me, man. It's a cool. opportunity for them to you know, not only, you know, learn how to play a sport and learn to work together as a team, but you get to meet so many people. Now, I've met so many people through sports and, you know, whether I'm still cool with them today or not, I still got to meet these people and, uh, you know, interact with them, um, you know, and you can become really good friends with these people as well. You well, know, yeah, different personalities. It's like, you know, it's like when somebody has the same name as you or the same shirt as you, you know, you're instantly friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, in grade school, that's like a classic. Hey, let's be friends because we got the same shirt or same name. Um, or same the same team, right? Same fan. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Same thing goes into sports. And I think it's very essential for anybody growing up to at least try a sport. Uh, that was like something my family, you know, definitely wanted us to do. At least try a sport, um, play an instrument, you know, do something creative. Because if you're just stuck in a book, if you're just stuck with papers and, right. you know, whatever, you're not really going to have fun. And every kid should have fun. Yeah, I remember I asked you this because it was actually one of the questions that I had 
um, when I was entering from middle school to high school, they give us a tour, right? And I remember one of the pieces of advice, you know, the, the high school uh, senior, I think, at the time, they told us, I recommend every single one of you to join a sport and or a club or, you know, try out for, you know, like the band. They said, if you don't do any of those things, you're just going to go home and do whatever. And you're you're not going to meet new people. And, you know, you won't grow out of your shell or, you know, just meet new people or have fun. You know, like a lot of fun happens after school, you know, in those yeah, activities right. like that. You know? So, yeah, it's that piece of, of advice, you know. Yeah, a lot of people don't think about that in high school. I know I didn't really because I wasn't really part of any clubs per se. But, you know, I learned on my own to, you know, really you know, grasp what God gave me, which was the creative mindset, the creative vision. And, you know, now that I can bring that to life in my own way, um, it's really special. Um, you know, so, uh, but I do have a question for you too, man. Uh, so you said you played track, uh, you did football. Uh, is there a sport that you wish you would have played? Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah. I know <laughs> yeah, it right dude. off the bat. It would Perfect. be basketball. It was a big really, basketball. You know, yeah, I thought you would have been like the guy that was going to play basketball. Yeah, man. yeah. You know, I really wanted to. And I have a lot of good memories, yeah. like you said, playing here in the local with, with the kids, you know, playing basketball. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, you know, Shaq's my favorite player, so I always wanted to be a good defensive player. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, I think, I, you know, I can't give you the, the reason why I didn't join it, but maybe it was just like, I just didn't think I was good or, you know, I didn't think like, uh, you know, the the team would, you know, allow a newbie to come in and do that. Uh, <laughs> okay. But I remember the closest I ever got to it was when my PE teacher, who happened to be the basketball coach, he asked me to be the um, the equipment manager, man. <laughs> and I remember yeah. thinking like, wow, yeah, I mean, I don't mind. You know, I get to go to the games, check it out and travel with the team, you know. But right. for some reason, I never ended up doing that. But I did tell him I would do it. But I think he just never followed up. But yeah, uh, basketball would have been that sport just because, yeah. um, you know, it would have been a really, again, like another sport that I just never thought I would really play, you know? Yeah. That's the only um, one I wish I would have done. Yeah, basketball is a very interesting sport, man. Um, you know, funny story, uh, you know, when I was playing, you know, I'm not the tallest guy. I'm not, you know the best, you know, player out there, but I can definitely make a difference. And, you know, somebody that, you know, I was you know, like really um, drawn to was Steve Nash. Oh, uh, dude, he's my know? favorite too. Yeah, playmaker <laughs> and, right there. Exactly. And I, I definitely kind of, you know, resemble him in that way. I have the long flowing hair. Yeah, I see um, it. I'm white, <laughs> not very tall, but, uh, you know, I can move the ball, I can shoot layups, and I can make plays. And that was, like, the guy that, you know, a lot of people were like, yeah, he's, like, a lot like a Steve Nash, you yeah. know, when he was playing with the Phoenix Suns, you the know. The Phoenix Suns, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's when I was playing. He was still with the Suns, so uh, that'll, that'll give you guys kind of a timeline. Of, uh, I think I was Shaq playing. was there, so, too, at that point, right? Shaq was playing for the Suns. Yeah, he played for the Suns, too, I think. I did not know that. Wow. I think, um, yeah. I, I don't follow basketball nearly as much as I used to. Um, it's mainly football, but uh, yeah, that, that was um, that was the guy that really inspired me to like, hey, you know, I don't have to be the biggest guy or the guy that can shoot the threes, you know. I can hand the ball off or I can get, you know, up, up the middle there and, uh, you know, get in the paint there and uh, get the layups in. So, uh, yeah, that, that was really cool that, you know, I got to, you know, play that sport and uh, really get involved in that way. Uh, one sport that I wish I played was baseball. Um, I, I definitely feel like I could have uh, done pretty well with that. Um, you know, I probably would have played in the uh, you know left field, right field, whichever. Um, but 
you know, that was just one sport that I never really got involved in just because like it kind of just the years kept going up by and I'm just, you know, I'm like, yeah, let me try it. Let me try it. But I never really like materialized. And, you know, I don't regret that. You know, I played a lot of sports growing up and I'm happy that I got to play the sports that I did. Hockey is a very expensive sport. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy that I got to play two years of, uh, you know, hockey there. Um, all my brothers and sisters pretty much played except for one of my sisters. We all played hockey. You know, and like I said at the beginning of the podcast here, you know, hockey was a big thing for us. Um, it was definitely the sport that we, uh, you know, were drawn to. And, uh, you know, football was kind of kind of there. My mom didn't really want me to play, but I played anyway, tried it out. And, uh, you know, basketball was just the easiest sport to play because all you need is shorts, T-shirt and, uh, you know, some basketball shoes. And there you go. It's super easy. And, um, you know, I got a question for you. Have you ever considered just playing that sport again, whether it's basketball you know, hockey, now that you're hockey. older, you know, have you considered playing it again? Of, You know, I was surprised when I moved to Seattle that there's, you know, a club or some league of some sort for you to join for that particular sport. Like, there's a running club, you know, in the university. Oh, that's cool. And I was playing flag football, you know. It was, it was the first time oh, I had wow. ever played in a league again over there yeah. in Seattle by the Space Needle. And our team was actually second in the rankings. You know, before COVID hit and we couldn't play anymore, but right. it was exciting, man. Have you ever considered, you know, playing that sport again? I, I've, it's crossed my mind. I know it's not realistic. Um, I know what field I'm in and I know what, you know, my life is going to be. So it's like, yeah, am I really going to go out there and uh, skate again? Am I really going to go out on the court and play again? Um, I, I don't really think so, but it's definitely crossed my mind over, over the past probably like five years. It's like, hey, you know, maybe I should try this, you know, because I have a buddy of mine. Uh, he had beer leagues for hockey, right? He's like, yeah, James, come on by, join, you know. But again, equipment's very, you know, expensive. And, uh, you know, it's a sport that I'm not really going to get heavily involved in. I'm not going to go and buy all this stuff just to play one season or a couple of games. It just doesn't make sense, you know. Um, but realistically, if I did want to get back into a sport, it'd probably be basketball. It's just easy to get on that court with your friends and just go. Yeah, man, just look up a league, you know. Hopefully when all this is over, maybe you could jump in. There was a guy at work that would... Find a league like, uh, what's that one? There's an app for it. Eventbrite. I think it was Eventbrite. And yeah, he started joining it. So The the only problem that I have with sports again is, um, you know, I definitely, it, it's it's not that big of a deal, but um, sometimes I get cramps by my heart, man. It's like the shock right by my heart. I believe that it's, you know, caused by a um, exertion or um, like kind of anxiety in a sense. I'm getting sure. very nervous. I'm like, you know, exerting myself too much and uh you know i think i have an intermediate heartbeat and you know if i play sports like that if i'm exerting a lot of energy and not getting you know the nutrients that i need right right away like that it definitely has an effect and uh you know i definitely feel like if i get involved in sports heavily like that again um it'll probably worsen and i just don't want to you know put myself in that situation you know um it's definitely under control for me i know what i can and cannot do um, you know, cause it's been on and off for about like a year or two. Um, sure. it's just something I have to, I've looked it up. It's just something that some people have and you know, you just have to, you know, kind of live within a sense. It's not, you know, yeah. uncommon for people to have that. Yeah. It reminds me of a buddy of mine who has, uh, who can't lift a lot of weights because he had, um, like a broken bone in the, the forearm, I think, or mm -hmm. somewhere in the arm. And now he has uh, like a steel rod or something. He said that, you know, he, if he can't bench a lot of weight, otherwise, you know, it'll. When I went to, uh, 
when I went, used to go to the gym when they were open, um, you know, I would have the same issue. That's really when I found out that, you know, I have this. I'm like, oh, you know, what, what is that, you know, yeah. feeling? Why, why do I feel like this kind of, you know, static shock right by there? And, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, let me put the weights down. Let me get some water. Let me, like, loosen up a little bit. And, uh, you know, like I, like I said, I went home and, uh, you know, looked it up, looked up a few things. Hey, what's going on? Um, and yeah, it's like some people have this intermediate heartbeat and, you know, you just have to monitor what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I haven't really felt it lately. Um, you know, being in the cars now, I don't, you know, really feel it as much, uh, you know, but I definitely, you know, it used to be like once a week I would feel it. And then, you know, lately it's just been okay. Um, you know, so I'm not really sure what's going on. Um, definitely not something that just goes away on its own, obviously. Things don't work out that way. Uh, but I definitely um, feel like if I get involved in sports again, man, it's just going to, you know, get worse and worse. So I'm not trying to put myself right. in that position. Well, you know, it's good that you recognize that and that you can be safe and sound, you know. So major props to you, man. Thanks, and man. <laughs> I'd like, you know, to touch up on one more point. Um, Go for know, it. Let's do this. It's, you know, maybe one, one that people slightly forget, you know, when they get caught up in sports. But, you know, sports for me are awesome and they should remain here in this world, you know, because although, you know, they have their pros and cons, they do one thing really well. And it doesn't matter what sport it is or where that sport is from, is they bring people together for that certain hour you know for yes, however long that sport is and for that two hours one hour whatever you're like family with that with that you know at that stadium at that home at that barbecue that you're watching it tailgating you're you're friends man i can't tell you i've been to tailgating and i saw another niner yeah. you know a uh, niner family cooking but hey you know let's go niners and then they're like right. Ooh. <laughs> and like let me get a burger and they're like hell yeah you know here you got a burger it's it's amazing how close people get together you know and, and go on yeah tailgating's a blast man it's something that definitely brings you know you can root for the same team you can root for different teams but it still brings you together you know yeah i see so, i see so many images on media or google or whatever you know just the opposite teams just coming together and being like you know i love this sport even though we root for the different teams you know um you know you can still come together and enjoy that moment enjoy that sport together right and that's why i love it man it's even been in like some historical events you know like it's mm -hmm. you know i remember the mile it was i remember reading about this it was um a lot of people thought that it was impossible to run i think a three minute mile and oh, wow. you know there was a guy who had done it and pretty soon after that more and more people started uh doing that you know and it's kind of just showed minutes? that yeah, and I think it was like in three minutes or less than four. I forgot what that, it was. That is wild. Yeah, it's super wild, wild man. And, <laughs> you know, it, a lot of people thought it was just physically impossible, right? Until one of the guys, he's, he did it. And, you know, it showed that you can. And more and more people started beating it. And even faster than, than his time. And a lot of people were just like, wow, we can do this. You know, and for me, that's it, very powerful. It's something that you don't, you just don't. I don't know. You just don't see it every day, you know, and that's through sports. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's wild. That it only takes one person to really, you know, change things that goes to every sport that goes to the NHL. There's always one person that starts something new in that sport. Um, same thing with football, you know, somebody, they, I know they have like these top 10, you know, lists of like, Hey, who changed this sport? 
you know, who changed some certain rule in this sport? Like, what a rule that wasn't there before is now yeah. initiated because this one person did it. Yeah. Um, you know, so those are really cool to see. Just the transformation, the evolution of sports is just wild, man. And, you know, now being, you know, 2021, Sports are advancing. They've been advancing for years. And, and, you know, I'm really curious to see what this next nine years, you know, is going to be like. Oh, yeah. Because where we began, you know, 2020 in a, you know, cocoon in a sense, you know, everything was shut down, right? But sports were still going on, okay? But I want to see what this year does, the next year, and the next year does, because we started this year like that. I don't know how sports are going to transition because of that one thing. Because now it's all like virtual. They had people not going to the stadium. They had people, you know, turning in virtually. Is that going to be the norm? That's going to be the question. You know, I hope it's not because you don't get that same, you know, feeling that you get actually being there. I I can remember going to the big house. That's where Michigan plays. And, um, you know, the atmosphere there is amazing. The stadium is caved inward and all the sound stays in there. So when it gets rowdy, man, let's say we're Mm. playing Ohio State, right? Dude, it is loud. You cannot hear the person next to you. Yeah. And that's the feeling that I love, man. The game day on Saturday. This is incredible. Late, late November at that game, man. Um, you know, and just, you know, fall football, college football in general. I love that atmosphere. And you can't get that sitting on your couch. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> you get a little really, bit, you know, if you have a little full house, you know, people will be yeah, screaming, jumping. Yeah. You know what I mean, though. Like yeah. that feeling, that brisk, cool air of football, man. Well, you know, I'm we all have man. something to look forward to, man. And I hope so, too. You know, exactly. let's see when we can return back because I know I need to catch the 49ers at the Seahawks, you know, at CenturyLink yeah. Field sometime, you know. And I so, know we're all going to be looking forward to when we could return back to that someday. So one more question for you, though, man. So sure. since you switch back and forth between, you know, California and, uh, you know, Seattle. Yeah. Which team, man? Is it the Niners is it, or is it, uh, you know, Seahawks? Oh, good question. I get I get this one a lot, you know, from my friends, jokingly, and from people there in Seattle. And it 100% will always be San Francisco 49ers. I'll tell <laughs> you why. One, I was born there. So I feel, okay. you know, so that's one. I, the number, like, as strong connection as possible. Two, it comes back to when I told you about football. When I happened to uh, join football, it was the 2011 to 2012 NFL season. In conjunction with when I joined, it was when Jim Harbaugh's first season was and when okay. the Niners began to, you know, elevate, uh, compete yeah. for the Super Bowl, Colin Kaepernick's, you know, started to shine. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they made it to NFC a little bit later. So it's like I feel a strong ties because I really admire Colin Kaepernick for what he's done. And, you know, he's broken some records himself. So, you know, I just feel the team is, you know, reflects who I am. They, they even got a... Mm-hmm. One of their uh, catchphrases is Niner faithful, you know, and I like to tell people when in times of times of stress, you know, it's you got to have faith, you know, you got to have faith that you'll get Mm -hmm. through it, you know, and yeah, man, I I love the team, you know, it's, um, it's cool that you say that though, you have a reason behind it. You're not just saying Niners because you're, you know, from there. And that's what a lot of people say, you know, um, I'm a Lions fan, man. And, you know, I know that it's tough to really say that, but I'm definitely a Lions fan. You know, it's definitely something that, you know, I grew up watching because my dad's still a diehard fan. Um, you know, he's been through so many losing seasons, but you know, he's still a fan, um, you know, cause he was born back in the fifties, you know, that's, that's how, you know, sorry, dad, but, uh, you know, if you ever see this, you know, but yeah. I mean, um, he must've seen Sanders out there, right? 
yeah, he, he saw Sanders, and uh, you know that was that was really cool. I never got to see that, um, unfortunately, because he was he's one of the best players to ever you know put yeah. on a Lions uniform. Um, you know, and same thing that goes with Stafford. He's an incredible quarterback. He's yeah, just I, surrounded by people that can't you know help him. He's the right. only consistency the past ten years. Okay, 10, 11 years on that team. Or you would have thought that Megatron, you know, that would have been something I, better. Yeah, Me- Megatron no. too. It's just I wish that he would have had, you know, more time. Yeah. And the Lions didn't give that to him, unfortunately. Um, you know, but I want to say as a whole, like Stafford's been there, you know. Yeah. And um, fun fact, know, they- man. Uh, you know, there's rumor talks. I don't know if you heard that Matthew Stafford might be going to the 49ers. And honestly, good for you, dude. You guys <laughs> can win the Super Bowl with him. Yeah. He needs people. He needs the you know right team around him to you know get him that Super Bowl because he deserves a Super Bowl. Megatron, he deserved a Super Bowl too. And it just sucks that he couldn't play for another team or um, you know he fell out of love with football. I don't know if anybody knows that, but uh, yeah. he definitely said because of the Lions organization, he fell out of That's love. That's crazy, with football. right? That's crazy. And that is horrible. That is, the, that is the worst thing that I have ever heard. Yeah. Because somebody should not fall out of a sport because of somebody else's doing. They should fall out of that, fall out of love with that sport or anything because of themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that, that definitely sucked. And I don't want to leave this, uh, you know, podcast on a negative note. But, uh, you know, for me, here's a positive note. I'm a New That's Orleans here. Saints fan. Okay. I love the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees. Um, you know, they, they definitely, you know, have, have the players, um, you know, put together. They have an awesome team. Drew Brees, yeah. like you said, um, I've always been a fan of his. And, uh, you know, they are fifth and they're going to the playoffs. And I'm yeah. super excited about that. Congrats uh, to them, right? Andrew. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, um, well, yeah, what's up? Was that it? Well, <laughs> you know, I think I got a positive note. You know, I'm always go for it. I like a lot of trivia in these sports because I said, you know, through sports you also get a lot of life lessons. And sports have been there, you know, through important times in life. And it's when so Hurricane Katrina happened back when was that 2008, oh, um, you know, New Orleans was in a really terrible place for them. You know, the city was you know, flooded and, you know, a lot of people were at the stadium, you know, at the mm-hmm. Mercedes, right? Mercedes or um, um, the, or is that Atlanta? I think Mercedes Benz, right? No, uh, Mercedes, Mercedes Benz is, uh, it, was, it was in New Orleans, I believe. But, um, you know, whatever yeah, stadium that was, right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. they were at that stadium and, you know, that following season, you know, Drew led them to the Super Bowl and not only that, but he beat Peyton Manning and ended up winning the Super Bowl at that, you know, right after. And Drew went on to say, this was for the people of New Orleans, right? That we overcame the worst. And, you know, they they brought them home a championship. And I think that's what the city needed at the time, a glimmer of hope, you know? And and I I just got goosebumps after you said that, man, because things like that are meant to happen. Right, right, Big events like that, tragic events that, like, impacted a lot of people. You know, and then have a sports team. Yeah. You know, like win winning for the city. Like that, yeah. That you know, that, that's that's an impact right there, and that's what sports you know does. It leaves impacts right. like that, and you know, nobody's ever going to forget that season, yeah. that run for them. Yeah. Um, you know, and ever since then, man, they've been on a consistent you know run. Yeah. You know, well, with Drew, you know, well, boy, Drew, yeah, you know? Drew, well, Teddy Bridgewater, man. Teddy you Bridgewater, know? yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so but you know, he's had people around him to 
you know, help him, you know, become a better quarterback as well. Yeah. Um, you know, with the running back, with the receivers, with, you know, his defense as well. Um, you know, I know there's a few things with the, the Saints that they're not happy with, but I think every organization has things that you know, they're not proud of. And, uh, yeah. you know, nobody's perfect. And sports right. is never going to be perfect. No. But, you know, sports, you're always going to leave. Sports are going to leave an impact on your life, whether you, yeah. um, you know, put them personally or, you know, you've just been following them your, your entire life. Because I know there's people who play or have played and then there's those who are fans. And right. I am the person who played and then turned into a fan. Yep, I'm okay me with that. too. And that's yeah, that's so. what I meant, man. You know, the positive note is right there. There's examples of, you know, sports just bringing people together. Like, I know the people in New Orleans, when, when that 08 season, when they won the Super Bowl, they must have felt so together, you know. It must have been such a glor- glorified season for them, man. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's what I got to say, you know, to people that maybe say sports are just, you know, just sports. No, man, they bring people together mm-hmm. in so many ways that you could never imagine. So much more, man. Sports are so much more. So with that, guys, we are done with this. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, if you guys, you know, want to be on, please, by all means, message either me or Joe. Uh, my Instagram will be in the description at RealJPMentality. Uh, Joe's will be at Rising Motivations. Um, you know, please, by all means, message us, even if you just want to say hi. Uh, with that, guys, we are out. This has been the Real Motivations Podcast, real, raw, uncut, and motivational. Peace out, guys.